I'm Ahana. And I'm Celine. And welcome back to another episode at the We, we Are, Are Podcast. Podcast. So today, um, we're going to be talking about mental health. So this is the first health episode that we have filmed. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about kind of like some things I've experienced with like anxiety and OCD. And mm-hmm. um, we're going to just be talking about mental health. So Yeah. And this is like more personal to our experience personal and so mm-hmm. we're if you want us to do more like a like statistic type video let us know because mm-hmm. um, we can definitely do that yeah okay ready okay so let's start off with talking about like let's talk about your like what you struggled with and, like, yeah so um so i was diagnosed with anxiety in like i don't know like third grade i think something around there but i think one of my biggest struggles with it was like health anxiety mm-hmm. i i had like health anxiety so like there would be a lot of things i would like worry about like say like if i had a headache i would be like i have a brain tumor <laughs> like i would literally and it's not like i just thought that like i believed it genuinely mm-hmm. so and then like if i had a bruise i would think i had cancer you know like and i actually believed it and yeah. that's like all i thought about when i was yeah. like worried I, about that mm-hmm. i mean i think paranoia is a huge part of anxiety right mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people mm-hmm. who do have anxiety are paranoid as well about right, different right. things i mean some people are Definitely. paranoid about like become going crazy or like, oh i was so yeah yeah or like mm-hmm. food or um their family members like dying people. or something yeah 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 and then like i remember so i get like pressure headaches sometimes which is i don't know it's just like pressure on your head i think yeah. it's just normal like everyone gets headaches mm-hmm. but i remember the first time i got one i was freaking out and i thought my head was gonna like explode <laughs> I, thought, I literally thought my head was gonna explode and i thought i was gonna die but, like, I think headaches kind of come with anxiety, too. Yeah. Like, it's kind of, because you're worrying a lot, so it is stress on your brain. Yeah. So, um, oh, and then um, I also, like, always worried about, like, having respiratory issues. Because, like, um, I remember I, like, went to Barnes and Noble. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, picked up this book, and it was about this girl who, like, bakes. And it said something about, like, this girl had, like, cystic fibrosis, and I didn't know what that was. So I asked my mom, and she told me, and it's, like, a breathing disorder. And I was, like, 100% sure that I had it. I was, like, I have this. That's, I was, like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, like, weird. That's, like, mm-hmm. not uh, not weird. It's not mm-hmm. weird. It's just yeah. scary. It's, like, mm-hmm. your brain is just telling you things. It right? plays tricks on yeah. you. And, and I think I convinced myself, and I was, like, 100%, like, positive. Um that I had it and um I always also like sometimes anxiety can make your breathing like weird so I thought I had to breathe like for myself I thought I had to like you know how your body just breathes automatically oh yeah like I thought I had to breathe breathe. so I forced myself to breathe and I was like convinced like I remember just like sitting and reading and I was like I have a breathing disorder like I have to breathe on my own and I'm gonna die of a breathing disorder (laughs) you know so I was always scared about that and then um I think a lot of the things, the reason, like, we're talking about this in Celine's experience is because if you, a lot of people who have anxiety, mm-hmm. they don't realize they have it, right. and they don't get help, which could be, anxiety could lead to depression, mm-hmm. um, just a lot, it could consume your life in a lot of ways, yeah. and so it's important mm-hmm. to be aware of that and get help. Mm-hmm. And for me, hearing people's, like, personal experiences is what, like, kind of makes me feel supported and just, like, makes me yeah. realize. So, um, other things... I, there was this thing called, like, rabbit fever, (laughs) and so we used to have a cat, and he would, like, eat, 
like rabbits like he would catch rabbits and like bring them to our doorstep right so i remember i was just like i would be like making like food and i would be like I just thought there was, like, rabbit fever, like, in the food, which makes no sense, right? Because uh, anxiety is, like, really illogical. Like, you can convince yourself of anything. So, uh, like, I was, like, there's rabbit fever in, in my yeah. food, you know? And then, um, oh, I was also, like, scared of rabies because we were, like, on a walk and there was this, like, dead squirrel, <laughs> which is really sad. Yeah. And um, my sister told me, like, what rabies was or something because I didn't even realize what yeah. it was. And then, like that's like all I thought about and I heard a noise like in my garage once and I was like there's a raccoon who has rabies in my garage like and I'm gonna get rabies from yeah I know it's gonna come into my room and it's like that sounds crazy you don't actually believe it but I believe that like I think a lot of times people like with anxiety and paranoia they kind Mm -hmm. of like come up with these scenarios that are so far from the reality but they believe it I 100% believed it like I was positive I was like oh my god I'm gonna die (laughs) yeah and there's also so many different Mm -hmm. ways like it could be you worry so much about a small thing that it kind of you think and it will be the end of the world if this small thing happens right exactly and even if it's illogical that doesn't make a difference to you because you still believe it and um I was also scared of there's this like plague you can get from like fleas I don't know it's like it's like a fever so many diseases I know right so I would literally so we had a cat right and sometimes cats carry fleas but my cat didn't really carry fleas that often but I would like swat the air and like search for like bugs and I would like freak (laughs) out and I also check my temperature like all the time and I thought I had a fever all the time I was like I have a fever yeah (laughs) and um so I think another time you were telling me about how you Mm -hmm. like you had to like remember everything or you would oh yeah so there was this one night um like I woke up in like the middle of the night the middle of the night and I was just like I felt weird I can't explain it it's I don't know if it was a panic attack or I don't know what it was but it was like for a moment I just didn't know like where I was or like what was going on I, I was probably just tired mm-hmm. but like after that like the entire day I felt weird like I wasn't there like it's hard to explain but I felt like I wasn't like a part of the world you know for like a day and Uh, after that I was like really scared that it would happen again you know that was like uh, my fear so I had to remember everything from my day like I had to go through my daily routine before I went to bed like everything like I ate this I wore this I at this time you know I actually think that's like a form of hyper vigilance which is like a type mm -hmm. of anxiety where Mm -hmm. you're overly alert to the point where you're paranoid right right like Mm -hmm. a lot of different symptoms I'm just gonna read them now Mm -hmm. it's like um behavioral it's hyper vigilance irritability restlessness like Mm -hmm. racing mind lack of concentration Mm -hmm. unwanted thoughts that like paranoia basically yeah definitely fatigue Mm -hmm. you know excessive worry that definitely happened with health anxiety yeah definitely and like fear of like dying i think that google definitions is in fear of impending doom (laughs) yeah i get that i get this feeling like something's gonna happen yeah um Um, insomnia and mm -hmm. like so many different other things but i'd also like to mention along with that like if you're experiencing the symptoms, definitely get help. If you're definitely. experiencing them on uh, at mm-hmm. a rate where they're consuming you. And, yeah, definitely. But I think mm-hmm. a lot of people, they think they have anxiety, but they don't. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so they're basically undermining those people undermining. that are actually Yeah, because it's hard it. to deal with, right? It is. And 
there were just a lot of things like there was a point where I realized like other people didn't worry about this stuff and it was like I was outside with like some of my friends and my mom was like sweeping like mouse poop or something yeah and there's some like disease you can get from like mouse poop dust or something but she's like oh just go farther away so you don't breathe it in just and it's also just dust like dust isn't good to breathe in so like everyone else just walked away and they didn't care and I remember like I was freaking out and I started crying and like running up to my room and like no one else was worried about it and that's when I realized yeah why is no one else worried (laughs) I think a lot of people mistake like being worried for a test or things for anxiety yeah that's not anxiety no I think so many kids think they have anxiety like they genuinely believe mm-hmm. that when in reality they just have worry which is normal. right and then a lot of people who have anxiety don't even yeah it. so it's like <laughs> this thing so you really have to make sure that you're not undermining it and yeah. you're also not ignoring mm-hmm. it because right, it's exactly. easy to undermine it because yeah. the people with anxiety they struggle with it it consumes mm-hmm. them it ruins their life in a lot of mm-hmm. cases right, right. and it, it breaks them and it causes depression where some people just worrying for a test that isn't anxiety. yeah exactly yeah. exactly so there were other things like wait like, can i just say something yes fast? go ahead <laughs> sorry mm-hmm. so you're i just want like from that point is that your emotions are real but there is a difference between being having normal emotions and having anxiety mm-hmm. and it's important exactly. to recognize it and exactly. if you think it's like if you think that it is anxiety and you think that it's mm-hmm. above what it should be the amount of worry and stress then definitely mm-hmm. see someone talk to people and also there are so many like online tests too yeah i think i've taken some of those yeah and um just other things like i would be at the park and my mom told me about these like needles where you know people do drugs at parks sometimes yeah. so they leave needles and i was like I cried again, too. I cried a lot. <laughs> I cried all the time. But, like, no other kids cared. So, I was like, why does no one else care? Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah. Yeah, so there was just a lot of that stuff. And, like, you know, like, cancer, stuff like that that I would worry about um, like, a lot. I think another thing she told me about was, like, she would check her food to make sure no one drugged it. Yeah. I was... So, there was this presentation at, like, school, and they talked about, like, drugs, and there was a specific drug, LSD, and I don't know why it just stuck in my mind. So, every time I ate something, I would look, like, make sure, like, no one had opened it, and, like, I would ask everyone around me, I was like, is there LSD in this? Like, I would ask people all the time for research that there wasn't something in it, you know? And sometimes I just wouldn't eat certain foods, because I was like, no, there's drugs in here. Or I would be, like, I would eat something, and, like, I would be thinking about it, and I'm like, what if there was drugs in it? Or, like, what if I'm on drugs and I didn't even realize it and I'm, like, hallucinating? Wow. <laughs> or, like, yeah. what if the world... What if I'm, you know... Yeah. So, yeah. So, um... Yeah. That's a lot of... That's a lot. Yeah. So, there... Yeah. I'm not going to go into, like, everything because... There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. But, yeah. um... A lot of kids face it, but only, I think, according to the CDC, um, 7% of children aged 3 to 7 have actual like anxiety Mm -hmm. um and those are all the people that like approximately have been diagnosed there's probably more undiagnosed and there's probably Mm -hmm. more people that think they have anxiety but Mm -hmm. it's actually just normal stress yeah um so yeah yeah and i'm gonna now i'm gonna talk about like my diagnosis and how that happened yeah so um i think that people around me kind of knew i had anxiety because i was always asking like for reassurance about certain things you Mm -hmm. know like the drugs and the food but um but then I realized, like, oh, I also, I forgot to talk about this. But, like, every time I, like, went in the lunchroom, I would get this, like, really weird feeling. Like, I was going to die. I don't really know, but it was, like, I felt like I was going to die. Like, every time. And it was, like, the worst 
like I hated the lunchroom. It was the worst place on the earth to me. So um, I told my mom about that. And I think that was kind of when I realized like that was anxiety too. Sorry, that was my phone alarm. Just yes. <laughs> and I realized, so um, then I got a diagnosis and I realized a lot of the things I experienced like physical sensations were anxiety. And I always thought I had this like rare disease and I was gonna die. And I would be like, I just wanna live one more day you know, because I thought it was going to die. So, but then when I got diagnosed, I was like, I'm not the only one. And there's not like, I'm not going to die. It's just anxiety, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so how did you get treatment for your anxiety? So I went to therapy um, Mm -hmm. and my therapist, she was good. I liked her. Um, I don't go to therapy anymore, but I went for a couple years and, um, Basically, in therapy, you kind of, like, talk about what's going on, come up with, like, s- like stuff to help. And I also tried hypnotherapy. I don't really remember it, to be honest, though, because uh, I did it a couple times, but I don't remember it. Um, and then there's – I've never tried medication, um, but if you go to a therapist, they can probably prescribe yeah. it to you if you need it. My therapist gave me a choice. I just chose not to yeah. just because medication – you know, you can take it if you want, but I can't really talk about that because I've never taken it. So yeah. there's nothing to say about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, just stuff that really helped me was like something my t- therapist told me was like, if you're always worried about like getting cancer, or getting sick, you can't actually live your life. Like yeah. if you're always worried about dying, you're not going to be living, you know, Yeah. you know. So um, and some fears are just irrational and they make no sense. So you have to come up with reasons why they make no sense mm-hmm. and just tell yourself those reasons every single time, mm-hmm. you know, and then it finally sinks in at a certain point. And then tell yourself, like, it's just anxiety. It's just panic attack. It's just a panic attack. Like, there's, I'm not going to die, you know? Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. really, like, convincing yourself more than anyone else Mm -hmm. is the most important thing. And something that really helped um, was a lot of people, like, when I would be like, oh, I'm scared. Like, what if, if, like, this food has, like, uh, nail polish in it? I was scared of nail polish for a period of time. (laughs) I don't know why. But, um, But someone would be like, no, there's no nail polish got into that or whatever. But instead of that, I think telling yourself... Even if this did happen, I would still be okay. Like, even if this event happens, I would still okay. be fine, right? I yeah. think that helps me. Yeah. Instead of this didn't happen, because every time you tell yourself this didn't happen, your anxiety, like, you still think, what if? Like, yeah. it could have happened. And There's I think still a lot of people get so caught up in worrying that they don't actually do. Like, mm-hmm. I had a friend, and um, she was super stressed out about tests. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was stressed out to the point where she just didn't study. She was too busy thinking about it. Right. And then right. she would do bad on the test, and then she'd mm-hmm. freak out. So it was right. kind of like, you kind of just have to fake it till you make it, essentially. Essentially, yeah. Just, like, yeah. store it to the side and mm-hmm. just continue pushing it out of your brain it's like an internal fight but you can make yeah exactly and anxiety doesn't define you like it's not I mean it's something that you overcame and something you're still overcoming it's something you're working through but something I realized like it's not who I am it's not my identity Uh and also there are a lot of good things that come up out of it like there there's this book about like the five superpowers of anxiety or something like that it's like empathy and um I forget the other super like detail-oriented um, detail-oriented and I, I think it just gives you a different perspective on certain situations too it's like eye-opening yeah I think it makes you stronger and um so in the second half do 
Well, I think before we end off this half, mm-hmm. I'm just going to ask you, like, do you think your anxiety has gotten a lot better? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, it's, I don't worry about, like, cancer. I don't worry about diseases anymore. Like, I don't wash my hands 50 times after I touch raw eggs. Like, I'm definitely so much better because I've tried a lot of things like meditating. Um, Just getting a diagnosis helped, I think. Yeah. And it's not perfect. I still worry about things from time to time, but it's definitely not severe anymore. Like, so much better, right? Yeah, it's so much better. So, don't give up. It's going to get better. Yeah, like, especially if you, I think, you know, get help and mm-hmm. make sure that you know that you are going to get through it. <laughs> yes. And if you any if anyone ever needs help, you can DM us and we'll definitely walk you definitely. through. Definitely. Or email us, whatever yeah. you prefer. Check out our website. Yeah. And deep breathing, you know? Deep breathing sounds stupid at first, but then when you do it, my body automatically does that when I panic now. Like, I think I did it so much when I was panicking that I automatically just do it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's kind of, it definitely helps if you do it for long periods of time. So, yeah, that's, now I think we're going to go into the break. Yeah, after the break, we'll be talking about OCD, which is kind of like a form of anxiety. Yeah, it's it's anxiety. Yeah, okay. All right, Bye. bye. Hello. Welcome back from the break. I swear you say it every time. Okay, you know what? Can I say it? Not sad at all. It's fine. It's a habit at this point. Oh, yeah, at this point. What can you do? <laughs> so, now we're going to be talking about OCD, which is like a form of anxiety. The long form is obsessive compulsive disorder. Yes. And common symptoms of OCD are like compulsive behavior, which we'll talk about what that is. Mm-hmm. Agitation, hoarding, hypervigilance, impulsivity meaningless repetition of words or behaviors (laughs) rituals that you feel like you need to do um anxiety it it often sprouts from anxiety definitely i think it is yeah if you have ocd you have and lcd sucks like (laughs) everyone says they have ocd that's the thing like everyone's like oh i'm so ocd i like put my books in order like people are like i'm a perfectionist i have ocd that is they're so different ocd is like really hard like it's not being neat you know it's not like like oh i want my pencil to be next to or like i want my pencil to be wait i was trying to think of an example and i just lost it like if you want your writing to be good that's not ocd that's That's just and everyone's like oh i'm so ocd so i think there's a stigma around it being not a big deal or something but so i'm gonna kind of talk about my experience just so yeah i think it's a lot different than what people talk about because i think it's like it's like being a perfectionist when in reality it's like consequences like a game of like it's like being so superstitious to the point where it interferes with like it's not like it's super it's like but it's not you make up your own wait wait listen to this okay it's like an intense game of truth or dare with yourself oh my god you're right literally yeah actually though you're right so um i was never diagnosed with it because i never really told anyone about it because i think one of the big things about it is that you're really ashamed for like yeah like you don't realize there's something wrong with you but you're also ashamed at the same time so it's like um so some of the things i would do like i would look up at at the car mirror like a certain number of times like i had a whole number system in my head some numbers were bad and even if i got did something to a good number i had to keep doing it until it felt right yeah i just knew when it felt like Yeah. yeah and like turning my head a certain number of times till like i just knew when i how many times i had to do it and when i could stop you know, and then like counting, counting. Yeah. 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 And like, I couldn't wear certain like 
clothing items or like jewelry just because they gave me like this terrible feeling like i'm gonna die if i wear this like something bad is gonna happen Uh, or like certain notebooks or something like i remember this notebook in fourth grade that just gave me this like no (laughs) like like i can't i can't use this no and then like I, I would always be like, what if I, like, poisoned someone? Like, what if I did something terrible? Yeah. Or, like, what if I stole something? And I would just be thinking about that. And then I had to, like, remember everything I said and everything other people said that day. Because I was yeah. like, what if I, what if I like, said something mean? Yeah, a part of OCD, too, is also, mm-hmm. like, having to know every single word someone else says. Right. Like, um, in TV shows, if you don't hear, like, mm-hmm. one word, even though you right. know what's happening and you know everything, you right. have to hear that word, you, otherwise you can't move Yeah, on. you'll literally, or if I'm watching a YouTube video, literally, I need to watch the entire thing, or, like, if I miss something, I'll be like, this is, that was gonna change my life, like, I need to watch that again, I need to, you know. Yeah, and even if it, like, you hear it, sometimes you have to keep on rewatching it until it feels right. Right. And it's hard right. to explain it, but it just, like, feels right, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, then, um, I would always, like, when I cleaned, like, specifically Legos for some reason, yeah. I would pick them up, put them down, pick them up, put them down, like, just a certain number of times. It's the, like, counting thing. And yeah. Like, repeating phrases in my head, like, all the time. Like, I do that sometimes now, but not a lot. Like, Mm -hmm. very rarely now. But I would have certain phrases I would use, and I would repeat them, like, 17 times or just, like, to a certain number where, like, and if I didn't, like, either, like, I would die or, like, something bad would happen or I'd have bad luck or something like that. And um, I think the reason that I'll be that people with OCD do these things mm-hmm. is because they think that if they don't do them, something bad is going to happen to them. Yeah. They think there are consequences. Yeah. And to anyone else, it makes no sense, right? Like, how does repeating this word in your head mean you're not going to die? But I I knew someone that they would, they told me that, like, they would make up scenarios that if the outcome of something didn't come out, then they'd have to do something. Like, mm-hmm. they'd make up those scenarios. Mm-hmm. For example, if they got, like, a B on the test, they'd have to, mm-hmm. like, run up and down the stairs, like, ten times. Oh, really? And that can be so mm-hmm. dangerous because right. eventually mm-hmm. you could come up with a scenario where if this happens, I have to kill myself. Yeah. And if this happens, I have to hurt myself. It can lead to suicide. It can. And I actually saw something where this person had OCD and they, like, they, like, were chopping vegetables and they cut one of their hands and they had to cut the other hand for it to be symmetrical. So they literally like yeah. I think a huge part of OCD is symmetry and order. Yeah. I never had symmetry, like I would never worry about symmetry actually. I I mean the person that I'm talking about, they had like very bad like order every, and it wasn't even every time. Like sometimes mm-hmm. certain things they could be like mismatched and miscellaneous that you wouldn't care, but then other days. Mm-hmm. the same thing it would bother her to an unbelievable extent right yeah and that makes sense to people with OCD I think and yeah. then there was washing hands like I would wash my hands would be like bleeding I wash them so much and like after everything I touch like for a long time with like really hot water I would just wash my hands a lot so and then oh when I read books I had to like end off on a certain sentence yeah and I like couldn't end off on like the word death dead die I avoided those words like anything with death basically (laughs) or if you like look at something after you read that sentence then you have to reread it Mm -hmm. until that's the last thing Mm -hmm. you look at I've heard that before 
for me, it was like ending off on a certain sentence, like two sentences after the sentence that had this word in it, something like that, you know, yeah. something complicated. And like, I every there was so much that was in my head too. But then there was also like blinking before I went to bed every night, clicking my alarm clock before I went to bed every night a certain number of times, just, you know, a lot of things so I didn't die or get bad luck or like just, you know. And a lot of people, they, they, have like these things where like they have rituals that they do them every single day but they'd also have mm-hmm. ones that they would only do like occasionally like they'd be random mm-hmm. ones that they'd make right. up like it's for example let's say you go on a walk mm-hmm. and you've never been on that walk before but you make up i have to touch this flower or mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. or another thing i heard is that you think about something after it's done and you have to go back and fix it. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. for example, you go to bed and you think about, oh, my God, I didn't I didn't touch this wall. Yeah. And I have to mm-hmm. go back and touch this wall. So you wake up in the middle of the night and go touch that wall just yeah. for no reason. Yeah, for no reason whatsoever. And sometimes, like, I'll randomly in my, like, I've never actually followed through with some of these, but I'll be like, starve my like what if I starve myself or like I have to starve myself I've never starved myself but like I'll be like I'll think that and then I'll realize like no I can't do that like because now that I know I kind of what I have like if I ever think that now I'm like no I'm not doing that like I know why I think it kind of just sounds like something that you know it does destroy you and like compulsion is basically like being forced to do something but you're forcing Mm -hmm. yourself to do it it's like you're it's like someone's telling you, but that person is you. It's like an irresistible urge to do something. Yeah. And you cannot stop. And then if you don't do it, it's like, but what if, like, what if, what if, what if this were to happen? And like, then you can't stop thinking about it and, and it consumes you. And you literally. It's like, what if this, w- and then you're like, okay, I'm going to stop. Well, what if this one time something happens? Yeah. Like, what if this one time my parents die, you know? Yeah, and it, and you say, it sounds like, oh, it just happens for a test. But it could be at a point where you feel like you were compulsed to hurt yourself or to do harmful things mm-hmm. or to slap someone across the face. I right. think there's people that actually, like, mm-hmm. they had a thing that, like, if I don't step on this tile in 10 seconds, then I have to slap that person that I'm nothing against. Mm. And it's, yeah. it's just yeah. like this constant consuming so interference with your daily it's life. It's so awful. And there are so many things that, you know, there would be tapping, counting, washing. And there are so many things. So, like, don't please don't say, like, OCD is just being neat because some people struggle a lot with it some people like as ahana was saying like can eat it can even lead to suicide and like self-harm so um and i've never harmed myself or anything or like obviously i've never tried to commit suicide because yeah. <laughs> i'm here but um yeah but a because lot of people I think celine didn't have depression from it right you no. just had the. i never had depression i yeah. just had anxiety you know but a lot of people depression can sprout from anxiety and ocd right. which can mm-hmm. lead them to um suicide yeah. Mm-hmm. So please uh, realize how serious it is. And if you're and if you're watching this, I really hope that it makes you feel less alone if you're dealing with it because yeah. And just mm-hmm. as harmful it is, is to not get help, it's also just as harmful to stigmatize it in a way that you're undermining the people that actually have it. Right. And you're ignoring and, their signals and their signs that mm-hmm. they are struggling and it's, it's Yeah. Um so how many kids like have OCD? I know? think the um According to ADAA.org, around 1% of the U.S. population has OCD, and between 0.25 and 4% of children 
have OCD. Yeah. So that's really not a lot, right? Yeah. But then every you hear everyone be like, oh, I'm OCD. I have OCD because I like things to be neat. And sometimes, like, having symmetry and neat things can be a form of OCD, but it's not just like wanting to have good handwriting, like Hannah said. Yeah. You know, it, it's so much more. Yeah, yeah, and we're checking other websites, and it's, like, around 1% to 3%. Or yeah. Like, basically the same range. So, I'd say around 025 to 4% yeah. is, like, how many kids And if it. you're dealing with it, there's so much, like, stuff you can do for yourself. There's like different things. Yeah, there's CBT, too. I've heard – I've never done CBT, but I've heard a lot of people – it's, like, cognitive behavioral therapy. What does you do? Um, I think it's, like, you have to – if you have – like say OCD about touching something three times you have to touch it like once and then walk away it's like forcing yourself to not give into the compulsions kind of I think that's kind of what it is yeah I think a lot of people do that to themselves if they're struggling yeah yeah but then like two hours later you'll just be like yeah Yeah. I'll like when I'm like like I know a lot of people that would try to fight it and then they'd fight it for an hour and then Mm -hmm. the entire hour they're arguing with themselves right it's like an argument in your head with yourself or like when I'll be like you know, I don't need to think back on my day. I don't need to remember what this person said. But then, like, I realize, no. Yeah. I, like, I think about it. And I think another misconception is that it, like, is constantly with you. But it can be developed and it can go away. And I think yeah. it happens yeah. in times where you are more stressed and you're mm-hmm. more worried about mm-hmm. certain things. And then yeah. it can go away when times when you're less stressed. Yeah, so right now... Um, for the past, honestly, three years, it's been really good. Like, I've had the occasional thing here and there, but I would, I don't even say I have OCD anymore because it's not bad at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, in elementary school, I had it from, like, second to fifth grade, uh-huh. I think. But, um, it got a lot better. Yeah. So, there's a lot of hope if you're dealing with it. So, yeah. and before we talk about treatments again, I think mm-hmm. we kind of touched yeah, we on kind it. of covered that. But so. I just want to mention that like a lot of people have it in different forms and different right extremes. So maybe STDs. maybe other severities. That's what of severities. <laughs> maybe my experience isn't the same as yours, but that doesn't mean you don't have OCD, yeah. and that doesn't mean I don't have it. That everyone's is different, you know. Yeah, and also you know, don't undermine people, but you could also have a very minor form of OCD where mm-hmm. you still feel compulsed, but you don't feel compulsed to do things extremely like, you know, mm-hmm. hurting yourself or hurting other people mm-hmm. or hurting whoever, you know? Right. Right. And, um, un- I think OCD can also expose like a lot of underlying conditions like mm-hmm. depression, anxiety, maybe mm-hmm. even like, um, some, some people with other mental illnesses have OCD. So it kind mm. of it can kind of lead you in ways to better treat yourself, which is mm-hmm. therapy. You know, sometimes medication, talking to people, fighting yourself. Yeah. Wait, fighting, fighting yourself. Your, fighting I mean, your kind compulsions. Of fighting your compulsions. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then um kind of to end off, like things you can do, things you don't want to do to or say to people with anxiety or OCD and then things you do want to do to support them so things you don't want to say is like stop overreacting or like you're being dramatic like you're you just want attention because no we don't want attention believe me like no um and like you're making this up or like you're you worry too much you're crazy it's all in your head stuff like that that just like it's not helpful and a lot of people don't tell but you will see them Mm -hmm. going and do things repeatedly and they Mm -hmm. and then some people would like ask them, um, mm-hmm. what did, why are you doing this? And they'll just be like, I don't know. 
but that is a yeah. sign of like them just trying to hide it because they're doing compulsion. Yeah, and definitely and OCD is shameful. I think for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and they don't know what is wrong with them. Yeah, they don't even like. I, didn't I think a lot think, of people don't even realize it. Like I didn't. Yeah, when I had it, I I didn't even realize there was something like. I just knew I had to do stuff. You know, yeah. I just it was just there, and then things you do want to do is like support your friend tell them you're there for them like if they're dealing with it right now like get them help um because like it therapy. can turn very badly very fast yeah. it can get so much worse and it's um and then um just like kind of don't judge them you don't know? judge them because it may seem weird to you like a lot of the things i think we've talked about may seem so weird to you like like touching something so you mm-hmm. won't die but like to me it's like normal like to me it's ocd to you it may not be but like you know yeah so definitely don't judge people i think another thing that you can do if you if you think it's so minor that you don't even need to like get a therapy or anything Mm -hmm. is like distracting yourself with other things which may Mm -hmm. not work for some people and it may because Mm -hmm. i know um the girl i was talking about for her being really busy a lot and like Mm-hmm. focusing all of her energy on different sports and her like right. life uh, and outside of her brain and like making sure that she can't think too much because she's mm-hmm. busy like being with her friends and family and doing her sports and stuff mm-hmm. that kind of helped her move past it to the point where she didn't right. think about it anymore and mm-hmm. it didn't consume her because she taught like she was focusing on other things so yeah yeah, so there are so many things, but mainly get help if you're dealing with it. If you can kind of relate to this or if you, um, you know, try taking an online test, honestly, because I think those are helpful. Yeah. But um, tell the people around you because a lot of the times they can tell you like. And be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Like honesty, I think, is the best thing. Being honest with yourself. Am I just a perfectionist? Do I have OCD? Is this unhealthy or is it healthy? Yeah. Do I need help? Is this consuming my life? Asking yourself those questions can mm-hmm. really help you. Yeah, so um, definitely um, don't be afraid to ask for help either. Mm-hmm. And don't be, like, I used to be so ashamed when I went to therapy, but don't be ashamed. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah, and there's people uh, out there who struggle with it, and yeah. it's not that they have anything wrong with them. It's just their brains are wired differently. Yeah, it's exactly. neurodiversity. Yeah, you don't, it's not some, like, rare deadly disease or something, you know. Yeah. It's just anxiety or ocd or whatever you're dealing with even if it's depression and the people um, that don't understand it and make you feel guilty for it kick them out of your life because they don't deserve kick those haters out kick them to the curb (laughs) yes anyway i think that ends off our episode yeah i think that's kind of so you're not alone you know so i whatever you're dealing with all right for me my final message would be people have so many different forms of it just don't be judgmental try to mm-hmm. listen and don't undermine the people with actual things and help mm-hmm. them instead you know exactly even jokes can hurt people a lot of yeah time. they can all right check out our social medias um which will be will be added linkateed what was that added our usernames will be linked in the bio in the description sure. not even linked like whatever put there our usernames would be put in the bio put by a hana 
Yeah, in the bio. In the bio. And then our website is linked. It is linked. And then our email is also mm-hmm. linked. If you want to contact us, if you need help with anything, if you want to talk to us about anything, if you have any mm-hmm. suggestions for further episodes, DM us on Instagram. Oh, yeah. With and our we're actually going to make another. This is going to be like a mental health series. We're talking about yeah. depression and yeah. bipolar and just a lot of different and personality disorders, yeah. stuff like that. So keep in keep in touch no keep yeah. an eye out or keep in touch yeah like, keep in touch you know, connect with us tell us yeah. anything you want to see if you have any yeah. episode you want to see yeah we love suggestions all right all right thank you so much for listening bye bye